0: Welcome to the Cone Zone. I'm Grant Cone. That's Lowell Cone. Uh, Title of the show is Reassessing 49ers Head Coach Kyle Shanahan. We've been critical of him throughout the years. It's time to say a lot of things that he does well, as well as some of the things that he doesn't do well, just to be fair and balanced. Also, we're going to talk about Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. Um, He sounds like he's going to play Thursday night. There's news. But the biggest news of the day is the wine that I gave my dad for the bet that I lost this weekend. Dad. Okay, let me give you a little background. Uh, as most of you
1: know, we did a bet last week and I said against, who they play last? Tampa. Against <laughs> Tampa. I already forgot. I'm thinking. <laughs> against they weren't Tampa, exactly memorable. That he would, um, Brock, would have a passer rating of over 95. Iggy said under 95 and 95 was a push if you got that. I won big time because he was 136 points something or other. The yeah. reason I took, I did the bet. In the first game where he substituted for Jimmy, I saw things that were very impressive, and I want to say what they were. Quick release, really quick decision-making, and the ball going exactly where you wanted it to go. And with Jimmy, that stuff was an adventure. This wasn't an adventure. This kid played like a veteran. So we bet $100 bottle of wine, um, and I did expect to win the bet. Iggy was very sweet. He got me... Two bottles, around 50 apiece. And each is a Beaujolais. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, and then we'll get to football. I'm not good at showing. This is one of them. Can you see? I know, because right is more, left,
0: and left is right. It's a little kind of,
1: you know, there you go. Is that a right? Yep. And then here's the other one. It's also a Beaujolais, and I want to tell you about Beaujolais. Come on, idiot. <laughs> there. Okay. Um, Beaujolais is used to be considered a kind of a humble wine. It's generally in the Rhone, in France, in the Rhone region or Burgundy, where in Burgundy the key grape is one of the greatest grapes of the world, Pinot Noir. But they grow Gamay, which is the grape in Beaujolais. It really doesn't age very much. You drink it young, it's a teenager. And it's very light and very fruity and very, for me, very pleasant. As I've gotten older, I've gotten away from these big, tannic Cabernets, which a lot of us drink in California, to the more subtle, light, lighter in alcohol, French Beaujolais. Having said that, Iggy got me a Morgon, and these are one of the two kind of Beaujolais that actually ages, this and Moulin Avant. So that's the whole deal on wine. Thank you, Iggy. (laughs) You were really generous, and you came through quick.
0: Well, the guy that I bought them from said that uh, they're drinking well now. So I'm sure they could yeah. age, but yeah. they uh, we're gonna You and I are going to drink them together soon. Yes, soon. I was hoping. I'm scheming for that. My scheme, the, the bottle should be no less than 134, I guess, for the uh, quarterback rating. That's that's clever. I couldn't find a $134 do- dollar bottle of Beaujolais, though. I got you <laughs> two of the nicest ones I could find. Eric, thank you. C. Turley says, great bet, fellas. I think you sh- should do another one for Thursday Night Football. The Seattle defense plus Gino Bullstink. I'm a little gun shy right now on the bets.
1: And I think Iggy and I agree on this game.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Let's talk about it. Brock Purdy spoke to the media today, saw him walk around, uh, listened to him talk. He sounds like a guy who's going to play this Thursday night. He talked about how it's important for him to show that he can rise to the challenge and play in a short week with an injury. And I think he's like over his dead freaking body. Would he just give away this opportunity for some other quarterback to step in and potentially – have a Cinderella run with this great freaking team. So looks like the Niners are going to have their quarterback in Seattle. What do you expect this weekend? Well, let me just say this, Iggy.
1: I always thought he was going to play unless he was in intensive care. He is so motivated, as he should be, and this is his shot. Why would he give up his shot? Um, Plus, they do things, trainers, doctors, they have probably pain relievers, you know, that when— And also therapies that are state-of-the-art that we don't know about. So, okay, one, I expected him to play, and I'm glad he's going to play. Having said that, should we talk about the game a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I expect him to murder Seattle, murder them. Um, Do you want me to tell you why? Go ahead. Okay. Seattle is doing well for a crummy team.
0: That's fair.
1: They're, they're you know, lost three Pete Carroll. They have currently?
0: Yeah, they've lost three of their last four.
1: Yeah, and what happens is, first of all, the, their defense is good in spots. It's tough. It's a tough defense. But I think this kid will be able to take it apart. And I don't think the offense of Seattle can do anything with the Niners' defense. I think the Niners' defense is going to shut them down. And on a video today that you had with Jimmy Ward, I love Jimmy Ward. He's so smart. and He has such a, 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 a uh, an understated sense of humor. He had no respect for them. He yeah. said, we have to take away their running game and make Geno Smith pass, i.e., Geno ain't, no, ain't really that good. Put the, yeah. put the game in his hands and we'll kill him. And that's what's yeah. going to happen.
0: Look, I I think the Niners are going to win, too. I'm just a little hesitant to say murder because they've beaten the Seahawks like twice in Seattle the last 10 years. Both games came down to the final play, and it wasn't just because of Russell Wilson. It's a tough place to play. It's
1: gloomy up there, Dad. It's very gloomy, as Ahmad Brooks told us after one of their losses up there.
0: I think, look, they made it look very easy the last two weeks. Um, Tampa... Tampa sucks, too. Tampa beat Seattle recently. But Tampa was playing on a short week. They played on Monday night. They were coming across the country. They looked tired, and they quit. This is a division game, and and it's going to be in Seattle. I don't think Seattle's going to quit. They do have a good secondary. I think it's going to be tough on Brock to a degree, but they can't stop the run at all. Can I give you some stats? Please. Uh, So the last few games, they gave up on the ground. Uh, 223 last week. 171 the week before that. 283 to the Raiders in a loss before that, 161 before I mean, they give up 189 to the Niners week two. They can't stop the run. So it could be one of these weeks where the defense is great again, McCaffrey's great again, and Purdy, maybe it's a little bit tougher for him than 134 quarterback rating, but they win a close, low-scoring game, or they just murder him, like you said. Okay, either way. Either way. Uh, we we agree the Niners are going to win this game. I think so, because as you said, what you say, an overperforming bad team—is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They're not good.
1: Yeah. Now I would like—I'm uh, really excited about Christian McCaffrey. He's a pleasure to watch. I would like Kyle Shanahan to use the other kid, Mason, a little more and um, CMC a little less, uh, just because of the injury thing. And Mason can really run. Absolutely. It's not like it's not like he's no good. He can really run.
0: Yeah, he's averaging more than five yards per carry. You could argue that maybe Debo Samuel's injury could have been avoided if Kyle Shanahan had trusted Jordan Mason more. Uh, I would argue
1: that. I would argue that.
0: I mean, I understand if you have to use Debo Samuel, but you don't uh, because you got two running backs right now. And so the same logic applies for Christian McCaffrey. He's smaller. He's had an injury history. Don't play with fire on this one when you don't have to. Get Jordan Mason involved. Like yeah, it. that's what I
1: feel. But anyway, beyond that, you and I both agree, whether it's a murder or close, then it would be shocking if the Niners lose this game.
0: Right. I mean, you can say stuff like, you know, Thursday night football, anything that happens, tough in Seattle. The Niners are way better than Seattle. Way yeah. better. And it's not a trap game. If they win the game, they win the division. I think they'll be up for it. Now, I know a lot of people are saying they're a great team right now, and the Niners have underperformed in the past under those circumstances, but they seem locked in for the stretch run. And if they win this game, they can start to think about you know resting people at certain points and down the stretch. Yep. So this one's right. big. Norman says, "I love what you two gentlemen do. I'm a huge fan. I watch every week. Thank you, Norman Sullivan. Thank you, Norman." Caesar says, "Do you think Brock can have a fair shot to be the starter if they have a competition at camp due to justifying the compensation for Trey? Well, it seems like he's winning over the locker room. With well, if he wins, the, if he wins a Super Bowl game, continues to do what he's doing." Seems like he could have the locker room behind him And then it might be tough for Trey Who knows
1: And also we're going to address this later in the program
0: Good point Papa Lowell still schooling Iggy No notification What does that mean? I don't know but I do feel schooled Mitch says mediocre O-line is correlated to our uh, injured quarterbacks Mediocre O-line And I think it, Every time one of the quarterbacks gets hurt He's running to, to fight for extra yards uh, Maybe maybe the, Kyle Sandian tells him to do that I mean when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt a couple of weeks ago fighting for extra yards, Kyle praised him the next day and said we really needed to get back in field goal range. It's like Yeah. Yeah. Uh Mark says, Grant for Christmas, can you buy your dad a nice camera for his YouTube spots? Are you jealous of his good looks? Yeah, I can get my dad. I gotta get my dad I, I got him the microphone, do I have, I'll get him. The... Do
1: I have a bad camera? Is there something wrong with this camera? It's
0: just the the generic camera you have on your on your laptop. I can I so can So you got this
1: another special camera you can get? Here's your. the thing. Take a look at our faces. Iggy is really handsome.
0: I, I look so are like you. A little,
1: you. I look, look like an old Jewish guy from the shtetl in Russia. I could be walking around selling milk or cheese. <laughs> so, so, I look at him and I think, how did he get to look like that? Because my wife was beautiful. And okay, but I understand the point. I, I ought to get a better. Uh, I ought yeah. to get better glasses. I ought to get more hair. I ought to be younger. Screw it. Can I
0: have some cheese? John says Montana didn't have the strongest arm either. It's true. He'd certainly did okay, not. but hold
1: on a second. Hold on. Yeah, he didn't. So we're already after a game in three quarters comparing this kid to Joe Montana. Could you cool your jets?
0: Yeah, it's gonna look. Last week was great, but remember Tampa Bay was gassed on the on the uh, on a short week on the road. It yeah. might be a little bit tougher this week, and eventually it will be much tougher for for this kid. Of course, isn't. it will. Joe Montana yet. Callie Tremor says, does it seem like everything is happening for a reason? Not trading Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey getting hurt, having the number one defense, Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt, and getting the Niners to this point and Brock coming in and the offense opening up. Fate. We're talking a lot about fate and and mythology these weeks, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing that in a few minutes.
0: Brock Purdy makes it feel like the team of destiny. Brian uh, Jones says, BP, low-end comp, Colt McCoy, high-end Drew Brees, both are similar in size with similar arm strength to Brock Purdy. Drew Brees, Joe Montana, Drew Brees, Johnny Unitas.
1: I was going to say Johnny Unitas. I, look, I love this kid's story, and I'm very. I love watching him play. Could we stop those comparisons? Is he already over the Steve Young level? And he's at, he's at a, a higher level than Steve Young. I don't think so.
0: Better doesn't mean anything. Seattle swept us last year going seven and ten. It's gonna be a tough game for Purdy. Kobe Bryant and Tariq Willen are good cornerbacks. That they do really have good cornerbacks. No Debo. I you could have a tough time. Um, it's still Seattle. If Seattle can stop the run, it's a game. But they haven't been able to stop the run in like two months or all season, really. They have like, they're giving up five yards of carry. So I don't know. I don't think they're gonna fix that. Uh Weird beard says typical Grant before the games in Miami and Tampa were tough teams with good defense. But after they lose, all of a sudden they're no good. Shake my head. Keep moving the goalpost, Grant. I'm not giving the Niners enough credit. Is that what he's saying?
1: So this guy was just criticizing you. Yeah, but he paid ten dollars.
0: Did did anyone say Miami had a good defense? I don't think so. I don't know. Tampa was supposed to have a good defense, but they did look like a team that uh, either had nothing in the tank on a short week on the road, or simply quit early. They sucked.
1: Yeah, they did. They sucked.
0: They really sucked. I, I don't know. Um, DS Review says division games aren't trap games. Agree. Zane Warren says, can you give more context behind the Ahmad Brooks quote? Y- yeah, it what was year, like... What year was it? I th- it? It was his last year on the team, whatever that was, 2015, 26, I don't know. And they lost again, bad in Seattle, and we went up to him because we were usually the only ones that went up to him, and we said,
1: people were afraid, hold on, people were afraid to go up to him, but he really loved it if you talked to him, and he liked Iggy and me. So naturally, we went up to him.
0: Of course. And we asked him, like, how come you guys have such a tough time up here, no matter what? And he just was like, he stopped for a second just to think about it. He's like, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's really gloomy up here and dark, and <laughs> rainy. He was just sort of like brainstorming ideas. It was really funny. He was very uh, whimsical like that.
1: Iggy, very interesting things happened in that um, locker room up in Seattle. There was the thing with Ahmad Brooks. Yeah. Then there was the thing with Anthony Davis.
0: Anthony Davis, Bam Davis. I don't know if people remember him, but he was a right tackle who was very good for a few years. Uh, he just I, he didn't like... The, interviews, and uh, mostly people they got left beat. them alone, but this in this game, they got beat, I think it was regular season, another good team that lost to Seattle in Seattle, and after the game, Mindy Bach, the nicest lady ever, went up yes. to uh, Anthony Davis with a, uh, a cameraman and a microphone and was asking him, you know, like, hey, you lost, but you tried hard type of questions, nothing to put him on the spot, but just the the general questions um you would ask after a loss and he kind of lost his cool like on camera he just was sitting there being like man I hate these questions these questions are awful I I hate these questions and he was like it seemed like he was about to lose it and you you were there Trent Balky was right there standing. he was right there and you just turned to Trent in a loud voice and said hey Trent is he representing your organization well right now And Trent was like, Anthony, let's go. And he took him out of the locker room and they walked out. Yeah. They got the hell
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. Trent, because Trent's the general manager. He should have stepped in and said, Anthony, answer their questions. Yeah. Uh, But Trent, I don't think, has as much courage as he pretends to have. And (laughs) Iggy, I got such pleasure saying that. Is he representing your organization the way you want? And there was one other thing in Seattle they got beat in was it the championship game or the yeah. Joe Staley?
0: Oh yeah. So we went that was the, that was 2013 when they lost on the Richard Sherman tip interception to Malcolm Smith like the most heartbreaking loss ever. We go to Joe after the game to get you know his emotional uh take on the game and he sort of clams up on us and and, and snaps at us after a couple of questions and um is upset and no one holds it against him. We right, all he's wonderful. He's wonderful. So we just moved on and asked questions of other people. Five minutes later, we leave the locker room. We're sitting in the interview room waiting for the coach or something. Yeah, waiting for Harbaugh. Waiting for Harbaugh. And um, Staley comes out like a side door where Harbaugh would come from. And it's like, what, the, what is Staley doing? Pokes his head out and says, hey, Lol, could you come here for a minute? Yeah. And because I guess he, he snapped the most at you during the, the, the group interview. Yeah. and you, I didn't see this part. You can tell the rest of the story well then he,
1: we went out into a private area and he said Lowell, i was rude to you i'm so sorry and i apologize i'm not normally that way i'm having a tough time today and i got to tell you i did this for like 40 years 37 i never had a, a player ever be that courteous um a stand-up guy, and I, I felt emotional, and I said, Joe, I have tremendous respect for you. There's nothing for you to apologize for.
0: But didn't he also, beyond apologizing, didn't he also say, ask the question again, let's do it again?
1: Yes, he did. You're right. He did. Ask me your question again, let's do it again. T- Joe Staley is just a wonderful guy. Yep. So things happen up there in Seattle.
0: Things do happen up there. and, and frankly, Iggy, I, think,
1: I think the Randy Moss happened in Seattle.
0: Oh, yeah, with the Raiders, When you with the yeah. Raiders. Yeah, yeah. let's move on from But that. let me just say, I've been covering this team for a long time. I've gone to a lot of games in Seattle, okay? There's been frequent times where me and you both felt the Niners are going to murder the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah. It's never yeah. happened. Never happened. In fact, okay. what always, almost always happens is the Seahawks win. Sometimes the Seahawks murder the Niners. Twice they've won, and I was at neither of those games, the Niners. So – if, they, if the Niners beat Seattle in Seattle, it would be the first time I've ever seen that in person. And it will wow. all be because of Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy, a.k.a. King Arthur, a.k.a. King David. J. Mark Garza says, what? This, ideal ga- this is the ideal game for Mason to have a coming out party. Give him 22 carries, Kyle. Thank you both. You're great. Short, thank you. Absolutely. Agree with you, Jay. Anoop says, Niners can bring back-to-back uh, from IR... For the Super Bowl stretch run, I would suggest Eli Mitchell and Trey Lance, not Kinlaw, backup quarterback, is the priority. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would say so too, but I don't know where Kinlaw and Trey are really at in their recovery. I saw Kinlaw in the locker room today. I haven't seen Trey in the locker room in a long time. Josh Wyatt says, if Brock could have a mustache, he would be Gardner Minshew. Height, weight, wingspan, arm strength, 40-yard, same moxie, same story, quality backup. Hmm, I hear you. I hear you. It's a good comp. Uh, Tampa had like half their defense out of the gang. Yeah, they lost Veya. I'm telling you, I, I, it was an important. It was an impressive performance, but <laughs> pump the brakes. Papa Cone with the comics in the background. Let's go. Oh well, let me say this is the room that
1: after he was a little boy, Iggy grew up in this room. But then after he went away to college, um, well, after that, my wife. Uh, We have two grandchildren, and so she put all kind of children's things so if they would sleep here, they would really enjoy it. So that's that.
0: Kyle Student 78 says, Grant, thank you for all that you do. One of my favorite parts of game days is waiting for your grades. We need more travel logs. Well, I'm going to Seattle tomorrow. I'll see if I can put one together. Rich says, if Purdy plays as good as Ty Detmer, we'll be good. Ty Detmer. there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Matthew says, Lowell, I am reading your book right now. Just finished the Kaepernick chapter. Loved the Bill Walsh and Al Davis insight.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Matthew. You made my day. Thank you.
0: Didn't Al Davis used to insist, not insist, but request that writers would call him Mr. Davis?
1: Uh, Well, I don't know if he insisted on it, but people do it. Oh, and here's the thing. I, you know me. I would sit in the in the news conferences with Al. He'd be up there, and the, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but famous writers, famous columnists, Mr. David. you bring me, And I would always go, Al, Al, Al. I mean, who who was he? I called Bill Walsh, Bill. Yeah. Who said Al? And the thing is, Al and I were from the same neighborhood in Brooklyn, and he. Understood where I was coming from—that it's a lack of respect. He went to um, Erasmus, I went to Midwood High School, and he was always pissed because he considered us their main rival.
0: Right, Uh, and he would try to brag about football games from like the fifties. We kicked your ass in nineteen fifty-one. Like, who? (laughs) Nice, Al. Way to go. Well,
1: when Bill Walsh was dying, no, I'm sorry. After Bill died, about a week later, it was training camp, and Al. Had a you know a, a major press conference and to talk about bill it, it was up in Napa because they used to train up in Napa, and so we we're in a big ballroom at the uh, Marriott up in Napa, and he comes in and even before it starts, he's at his comes to the table the dais to talk and he goes, I always sat like Iggy, you sit front center I'm here, you've got to deal with me. Iggy does that, I do that, and he goes, Lowell cone. Lowell Cone I was talking to Bill in his house just before he died and I said, Bill, I finally realized why Lowell doesn't Lowell doesn't like me and Bill who's dying and couldn't give a shit about Midwood and Erasmus allegedly said tell me Al and Al said because Erasmus always kicked Midwood's ass in football
0: a lot that of guys it. heard that it was yeah. it That, that was, it. was why it like- got me. <laughs> You got me. (laughs) It's been eating me up all these years. Mr. Mr. Davis, the other thing that kills me is when uh, journalists or sports writers willingly call a coach they're covering, coach. That one kills me. I
1: I feel different about that. May I explain? Go ahead. Okay. Coach is a title. Is it? Yes, it is. It's a title. I'm sure a lot of the players call the coach, coach. I think it's fair to use a title like sergeant or lieutenant. Right. So, I uh, Iggy, I'm I'm not schooling all you. Right, fair enough. I
0: happen to feel different about that. Like calling a player player. Hey player how I think it's weird. <laughs> but okay. okay, fair enough. All right. All right. I I, I changed my stance. Master J says, "Grant, love the sessions with your with you and your pops. Lowell, your son is solid in the game of sports." J. Says Master J. Thank you Jay. so much. I I thank you. Never forget Trey will beat out Brock for QB1. He certainly may. He certainly may. The freak is a new member. Thank you. Frank right. Freak. The Freak. So we've been talking a lot about um, mythology, King Arthur, oh. King David, and the uh what? This the symbolism of what Brock Purdy's doing and why it's so uh irresistible, the story. And we were saying, you know, that he's like King Arthur, but beating the Dolphins was not pulling the sword out of the stone was not getting Excalibur beating Tom Brady would be that. And the way that he beat Tom Brady, 35 to seven certainly felt, I mean, people were chanting his name, Brock Purdy at Levi stadium. Like he had just done the impossible. And there was a lot of parallels. Uh, It's, do you want me to start? Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying. So he's just like man of destiny. this, this, Mr. Relevant the last pick Well he has this moment Where he pulls the sword out of the stone And it's against Tom Brady Who was like the original Brock Purdy 20 something years ago He was the the late 6th round pick That no one heard of And he became a starter his second year And won the Super Bowl Right after 9-11 with the Patriots I mean it was a storybook ending It's what the the country needed And he was this great mythical figure forever But eventually the Tom Brady story has to end And it felt like it ended at Levi's this weekend at the hands of, like, the next one. At least that's what it felt like in the moment. And it's almost like they have the same name, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady. I mean, the P, the B, that's similar, and the U and the A, that's like the same thing, and you just move the R. It's the same name.
1: And also, if you do poetry, they scanned
0: one syllable, first name, two syllables, last name. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if there are football gods, I mean, of course they would set it up just like this, right? Mr. Irrelevant beats Tom Brady. I mean, he's going to win the Super Bowl. It's the greatest story of all time. Um,
1: it, in addition, yeah. we could talk about the passing of the torch. Yes. But in this case, it's the passing of the sword. Yes. And I want to say one other thing. We've seen it once before on the 49ers. And it, it it absolutely fits into the mythology. Joe gave it up for, to Steve. Steve's last name is Young. It went yeah. from the older to the younger. That's Just true. what we're talking about now, the older yeah. to the younger. That's Steve's right. Steve's last name, his name in that contest was symbolic. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You hadn't thought of that, right? I had not thought of that. No. You owe me, you owe me a nickel, no. not a bottle of wine. You owe me a nickel for that one. Okay. Well, so we've seen this phenomenal mythology play out before on the 49ers.
0: We have. Yeah, and it's, I
1: I love it. And what I want to say is, I love this story. Now, I've been to a lot of 49er games. Um, the game with the catch, that, you know, championship game was really important. And Joe Montana's, um, Super Bowl victories, and and Steve's were a big deal. Um, So I wouldn't put Brock Purdy's game at the level of those games, but this game that he played is probably in the top 10, at least top 10, maybe top five Niner games I've ever witnessed in my life. It was, this story is that exciting.
0: It really is. And it feels like, you know, being the quarterback of the 49ers is almost like being the King of England. You know, it's almost, it's, it's yeah. such a big thing, and it's almost like ordained from God. The football gods. Not yes. anyone gets to be the 49ers quarterback, and some people can hold the throne, uh, you know, uh, and they don't deserve it, and they don't get. They're good illegitimate. Luck. Illegitimate. They're illegitimate. I would say that Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo was illegitimate. Maybe, maybe Colin Kaepernick was, but there are certain Alex Smith, Alex Smith. but there are certain well, even. Jeff Garcia. They didn't get over the mountaintop. They did not get to the promised land. But two of them did. And I don't know. Maybe Purdy will be the next one. Maybe not. But he. It feels like to be a real legit Niners quarterback, you have to have this triumphant start. You can't yes. like you know be fumbling around at the beginning. Um, and and it Purdy feels seems to like, check that box. It feels Iggy
1: like the quarterback of the Niners, as opposed to say the quarterback of the Giants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, is, an, is anointed, yes. that to be the quarterback of the 49ers, if you're the legit heir and get and can pull out the sword from the stone, you're anointed. And that's what it feels like we saw with this kid. Now, one thing about King Arthur, King Arthur was a king's son. So he mm-hmm. wasn't exactly Mr. Irrelevant, but no one was thinking about him uh, right. when he pulled that sword out. Uh, and I, I don't know if this, if this kid, Brock Purdy, his father is a king. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he had a, a very strong start with the 49ers, won over the fans really quickly. People were calling him Jimmy Jesus. Again, ordained by God. This is a very serious position. But again, J- Jimmy didn't live up to it. And now his no. time is over. And now it's, it, it could be Brock. It could be Trey. It could be someone else. I do want to say at the end of the game, the 49ers lined up to talk to Tom Brady. And he stood out there and shook hands and and talk to each one. It really felt like people who could be teammates next year getting to know each other. Could be on the table. Hey, I just want you to know, hey, I'm Dre Greenlaw. I'm Fred Warner. Love your work. Dre
1: Greenlaw had
0: him sign a ball that he intercepted. And a lot of times we've seen Tom Brady be salty after losses and walk off. It seemed kind of like he was like, you know what, maybe I should be nice to these guys. I might play with them next year. So, Iggy, did they actually line up or linger? It felt like they were lingering. They were lingering. They to,
1: to, linger. pay, to, to pay their respects to, to, keep, to the Mort D'Arthur, to the end of that author.
0: Yeah. Well, at least that's what it felt like that day. Wow. That's what it felt like that I, day. I
1: just—you yeah. know, I don't wish I were writing columns anymore. I don't want to be on deadline. I don't want to do any of that. I would love to have written this mythology and put it in either mythology. the Chronicle or the Press Democrat. I would love it.
0: Right, because, I mean, it may not have been— he may not be the greatest quarterback of all time, but thirty-five to seven, what what he did in the first half, no one expected it. It was shocking. It was it was a it was a, it was legendary. It was epic. And he did it to Brady. He did it to Brady. Yeah. yeah. Um, official BNA Music eighty-eight says not Will did beat him out. That's a good point. Tom Brady, uh, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy were both in training camp this year, and the Niners started Trey. So it's a good point. Hero Winchester says, who belongs on the round table? So far, I got King Brock, Trey Lancelot, Kittle, Fred, Greenlaw, Trent, Bosa, Huff, Debo, who else? Wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. In the round table? Yeah. Uh, I I mean, we got Brock. I'm not sure any of those other guys. I'd have to Well, Lance, because his
0: name is Lance, and it sounds like Lancelot.
1: Lancelot. Okay. Uh, I know why you're laughing, because you know what Lancelot did, right? It's true. That we have, should we, We're not even gonna talk that about that. Son of a gun. Uh but the others, I'd have to think about it.
0: You think you can trust Lancelot? You think he's your friend? And then yeah. no. Goat no answer says we are getting too confident since KC it's been and will be either home games or West Coast road games, no 10 a.m. starts, injured opponents. I'm not getting too confident. I don't no, root for it, the 49ers either. It, yeah. I only root from Midwood High School, especially when you they're t- playing Erasmus. <laughs> Great show, Lowell. You have your son on too much, though. J.K., ha-ha. Yeah, it's true. He he does carry the show.
1: I love my son. And you know what? I had dinner at his house last night. He got some really nice... uh, I had a great time with him and his wife, Swasti.
0: Brandon says, do you guys think the Niners are actually better with Purdy and without Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. I want to be very careful with this because I don't want it to seem like I'm putting down Jimmy. Sure. I have tremendous respect for him, tremendous respect f- for his courage and what he can do, and mm-hmm. I, th- I get the feeling he's a very nice person. What I saw in almost two games with Brock Purdy is he's Jimmy plus. Mm-hmm. He can do things that I don't – he can throw deep, and he can throw deep accurately. Jimmy mm-hmm. cannot do that. Uh, whenever he would throw deep this season, I would actually kind of laugh because I knew he would never connect on those passes. Jimmy can't move and that's one reason that he got hurt, although he was struggling for extra yards. This kid shows that for five or six steps, he's quick and he can throw on the run and he can make all the passes, the short passes, passes, I get I went I go Brooklyn, his passes that Jimmy can make, but even better, that it is exactly on the numbers, exactly where you want them to be. So I think let's say I think in in these two games, he's shown
0: that he's better than Jimmy. Can I also say say something else? He's 23, but he plays like he's 34. He plays like a veteran. He plays like more of a veteran than Jimmy Garoppolo ever has. Jimmy Garoppolo plays like the 31-year-old rookie, making some of the most basic mistakes over and over and over again. Maybe this guy will do that too eventually. But so far, he... Is w- much more calm in the pocket than Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo has to hold the ball for more than two seconds, you can feel the anxiety dripping off of him. Not this guy. I agree. I agree.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we will expose
0: him on Thursday night. But for for, for now, I think yes, better Iggy. Yeah. I have
1: a question. Today, the media spoke to Brock Purdy. Yes. Was it at his locker or in the auditorium? Auditorium. What was his demeanor like?
0: He had the demeanor of a starting quarterback. He looks like a pro. He's very confident. Came out with a backwards cap. Tried to own it. I just feel like he um, you know, wasn't going to come out and say that he's going to play, but he made it real clear that uh, this is something he needs to do. He's challenging himself, and he needs to prove that he's up to every single challenge they could throw to him. This is his opportunity to prove that he's a starting quarterback, and he carries himself like a starting quarterback. And he's been a starting quarterback for a long time. So he, he comes across as like... Shockingly confident, shockingly confident.
1: With the media, does he seem shy?
0: No, not at all. Does he polished. seem hostile? Hostile, no, not at all. um Polished, not joking around. Like Jimmy and Trey Lance are, uh have a sense of humor. They smile. This guy's very businesslike. Um, but he's like, also like, like
1: Christian McCaffrey is very businesslike as well, isn't he? He's a
0: little bit like Christian McCaffrey, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I respect yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I respect it too. And I, he's people have already been saying that he like will yell at the the players in the in the huddle if they're not, you know, paying attention or something. And he was asked about it today. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not trying to go out there and make a point or, or prove something. It's just it's what quarterbacks are expected to do. It's what I yeah. have to do. If people are talking in the huddle, I owe it to the team to to yell at them. So that's what I'm going to do. And it seems like the players respect all that stuff. What the players on this team didn't want was a quarterback who isn't ready. They didn't want a quarterback to learn on the job. And I think the Niners were hoping Trey could learn in practice. But there's only so much you can learn in practice, especially for a guy who hasn't played games. What's nice, what's, wh- why Brock's such a good fit for this team is he had all that playing experience in college. It re- He really does play like he's in his 30s. And that helps. And it's nice that he's 23 and has all this future and potential, you know, to improve and be the guy. It's nice. One more, and then we'll get back to our... Topics. The Goose says, thoughts on Bosa's we have a quarterback comment. Well, he didn't say You're we doing? have the quarterback or we we, we have – he didn't say we have the quarterback. We have a quarterback. And I think it's fair to say after that performance, the last two from Brock Purdy, he definitely looks like an NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I don't think – because is very careful. I've heard him. Yeah. He didn't mean Jimmy is not a quarterback right. or Trey is not a quarterback. He just meant this kid proved himself to be a quarterback.
0: Right, and the question with the Niners is, you know, they're a gr- they're a great team, but do they have a quarterback? Can they win a Super Bowl? They do have a quarterback; they can win the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean yeah. they will, but you can't just write them off because Brock Purdy's no good. Tinker, he slept with the queen. Betrayal, LOL, love it. He did. Yeah, you're, well, we didn't want to say that. We didn't want to ruin Lancelot's yeah, reputation because you know people are are running to read King Arthur right now because we brought it up. <laughs> 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 okay, so we talked. We just talked about Brock Purdy for. 36 minutes People were chanting his name at Levi Stadium He's the greatest quarterback in franchise history He's the next Joe Montana If he wins the Super Bowl uh, Or whatever, if he keeps this going Maybe wins a playoff game, plays well in a playoff game Things are going to get interesting this offseason People are already starting to Look ahead And they're saying, well, if he does XYZ The Niners should trade Trey Lance Uh, Get what you can For him, commit to Brock Purdy because if, if Brock's a starter, then Trey's never going to get on the field, and what's the point of having him at this point? To me, that's just really stupid. What do you think, Dad? I think in the cat, in the
1: pantheon of stupid ideas, that takes the cake. That's the number one stupid idea. May I give some reasons, and usually I'm, I'm much kinder than this, but may I give some reasons why that idea is stupido? Please. Okay, first of all, We don't know that Brock Purdy is better than Trey Lance. We don't know that. We haven't really seen a lot of Trey Lance. And Kyle Shanahan, for all his genius, really has screwed that one up. Uh, Last season and this season. So Trey Lance has not had uh, a shot. Nope. In addition, Brock Purdy has been great for almost two games. Mm There is no guarantee that he's going to be great in the future. The league might catch up with him. He may be on some super adrenaline high. Who knows? He might get hurt. He might get hurt. So, what I would like to think is that no matter how well, unless he wins the Super Bowl, of course, but otherwise, l- let's say if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I'd like to think see the full-on competition next season. Yeah. Um yeah. and if uh, Brock Purdy wins out, great. But he might get hurt. And he's older than Trey Lance. Trey Lance being on the bench and coming in for selected plays like they do selected plays, you know, with, with those cockamamie New Orleans Saints with those two quarterbacks. The point is Kyle needs to begin to nurture this guy. They gave up a lot of draft picks for him. And to get rid of him, i.e., it's a dead loss, and to give up all those picks I, I
0: think would actually be almost criminal. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, and, and like let's. There's more reasons. If they let's say Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and the Niners are like, man, that's that's our franchise quarterback. We don't need Trey Lance anymore. Let's trade him. What are you getting for Trey Lance? He didn't play in 2020, his last year in college because of the pandemic. He did. He was a. Fr- he only played one year of college. He missed his last year. He didn't play his first year in the NFL. He didn't play his second year in the NFL. He's had four starts, and he's been injured. Hasn't played in three years. I don't think he's worth a first round. I don't think he's worth one first round pick in a trade because any team that would be willing to trade a first round pick for Trey Lance, and there's quarterbacks in the draft this year you could take with a first round pick who who have played in the last three years, who aren't hurt. So it seems to me that he's not worth a first round pick. You'd be selling really low. It's like you spent... It's like you bought a, a, a new Ferrari and sold it with 10,000 miles for like $10,000. Don't do that. It's really a bad idea. You need you need a backup quarterback even if Brock Purdy is the guy. Hold on to Trey Lance. All your quarterbacks get hurt anyway. You, you go through three or four of them a year. Keep Trey Lance. Yeah, and Brock Purdy's hurt already. Right now. He got hurt right right on now. his second drive as a starter. Diving. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to so, keep doing that, Dad. He's a, he's a gritty gamer who runs around, I mean, and he's not yeah. big.
1: And and it, so I would say absolutely keep Trey Lance. and And I hope that this Greasy, who I know nothing about, and apparently he's doing a very good job with Brock Purdy. I guess I'm not there. But I hope that he can give the same attention – to Trey Lance, although he's a different kind of quarterback than Greasy was, but I I would like to think that he can bring that young man along the way he's apparently brought Brock Purdy along.
0: Agree. And I would like to think that the uh, the locker room will remain open-minded because it seems to me that the locker room kind of chooses the quarterback on this team. Like here's what I'm saying. The Niners went with Brock, the, the Niners w- went with Jimmy Garoppolo after Trey Lance went down because The locker room wanted it. I mean, they were so excited for Jimmy Garoppolo to come back, and they were playing hard for him. Um, But when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, look at how Kyle Shanahan calls plays differently. All of a sudden, he's calling double moves for Brandon Ayuk and getting the ball down the field. Just from his play calls, he's telling you that he thought Brock was better than Jimmy, but he didn't go with his gut because he let the team essentially make the call. If they're going to make the call on this, again, like, hey, we like Brock, we went to the playoffs with him. Again, Trey's never going to have a chance on this team. That's that's and that really sucks. I would like to
1: mildly disagree. Okay. On the, your last point. Okay. First of all, I do agree that the veterans have a big say in who the quarterback is. So I'm not disagreeing. I'm trying to refine the point. Refine, baby. I th- Okay. <laughs> I think Kyle, like most coaches, probably was leery of going to the rookie right away. Right.
0: Because it would look like you're waving the white flag, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. And you and you had Jimmy who was an established starter. So I think not only Kyle, but a lot of coaches would have gone to Jimmy. But the other point about the veterans having too much say, I do agree with. Yeah. And I I, I I think they shouldn't. Right. I think there are some coaches um that they they wouldn't have had that kind of say with. And i it's a
0: troubling thing. Yeah, and it's because I don't think Kyle is a natural leader. He's good at lots of things, and we're going to list him. But I don't think he's a natural leader, and that's why you see people like D'Amico or Robert Sala picking up the slack, or players. He really empowers others around him to lead, which is great. Um, but I don't think he does much of it himself, and that's why he, he has a very strong-willed locker room. Uh, fair enough. Dave Barclay says, "Grant, thank you. Uh, Prisms, new member. Got to keep Lance," says Dave. We agree. Uh, Trent Williams said Trey is a generational talent, not Brock Purdy. He yeah, said not any- Brock Purdy. Well, well, he said no one ever used generational talent for the last pick in the draft. Okay. Pally says there's no way Kyle trades a player he spent three first round picks on after only four starts. If he did, Jed would definitely fire him for wasting picks. You can't. You can, I don't Can't see do how you could get the, the the okay from the owner. Absolutely love you guys, killing it as always. Love your relationship and the job you do for us, Go Niners. Thank you, thanks Dave. Dave is super generous. Kev says, why does Trey run quarterback power and Brock gets to play? It's 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 noticeable the difference in play calling for the for the quarterbacks. Yeah. right? I think uh, we could, and we're going
1: to get into Kyle, but I think clearly. He understands Brock Purdy better than he understands Trey.
0: I think that's fair. Brandon says, Grant, you were Shanahan's biggest critic a few weeks ago. Are you now willing to admit he has developed a plug-and-play scheme? I don't know what that means. I'm um, willing to admit he's doing a good job,
1: but I don't doing know a good what job. that means.
0: But I don't know what that means. Uh, Tinker says, yeah, the Ferrari's in the garage, little fender bender, a little bit of body work, maybe some new tires. Lance will be good to go. Yeah. It's definitely not totaled. It is a wise father that knows his own child, says Mikey. All right. right, let's. Thanks, Mikey. Let's talk uh, good Kyle versus bad Kyle. Yeah, the, Niners it's won, yeah, the Niners have won six games in a row, and it's time for us to name a lot of things that Kyle Shannon and is doing well, has done well, tends to do well, but also the things that he could do better or hasn't okay. done well yet. So let's start the, the game. Here's how the game works.
1: I'll go first, and then Iggy will take turns. I got my piece of paper here. And we're going to start with something that Kyle has not done well, but immediately say something that he has done well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to keep it entirely balanced and end with the good thing. So my first one is he's a very slow starter. That's obvious. Last season and this season, he had losing records for a while, and everybody was getting a little nuts uh, because he wasn't doing that and doing well wasn't winning. And I think part of it is he either doesn't understand his personnel early on, and it takes him a long time to figure out how to use the chess pieces, or he's imposing his system on players who may not necessarily fit that system, and it takes him a little time to work that out. The good thing is he works it out. So he's a slow starter, but he's a fast finisher. So that's the the yin and yang, the bad and good.
0: How about you, Iggy? Okay, uh, we talked about this in the last one, but he's not much of a leader. He's not much of a leader um, at all, but he empowers leaders. He gravitates to leaders. He hires leaders. He has a terrific defensive coordinator who was a player and is a natural leader. Salah before him was a natural leader. Uh, He lets his own players have a big say, like, Kittle and Juszczyk and Trent Williams and McGlinchey and all all the vets are very empowered on this team. So he can stick to his strengths and let other people sort of be the, the drivers of this team. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I have one. He gets a lot of players hurt.
1: Yeah, he does. I mean, look at currently on the defense, how many people are hurt. Look how many running backs he, he's gotten hurt. And now he's gotten three quarterbacks hurt this season. Yeah. Not two. yeah, Three. Yeah. So there's something about how he goes about his business. And look, this isn't the first season. For many seasons, there's been a lot of, well, we would have won, but we had players hurt. He gets players hurt. But he and John Lynch seem to have a real knack at getting a lot of great players. Look Mm -hmm. at what they do at running back. There's always somebody, the next one up, who's really Mm -hmm. good. Uh, on defense, on the defensive line, they they often can find new people who do really well. So he gets players hurt, but he almost has an infinite number of players, so that compensates for it.
0: Yeah. Um, really, his offense has been inconsistent forever with the 49ers. There'll be games where it looks like everything's clicking, they finally figured it out, and they're going to be one of the best offenses in the league. Then the next week they look inept. And it seems like despite the fact that they have excellent running backs and tight ends and wide receivers and, and quarterbacks who've won a lot and have talent, that their offensive line isn't great. And if any time they go up against a defense that has a big, dominant defensive line that can get some pressure with only four guys, this offense is in, a, is in for a long day, like a couple of weeks ago against New Orleans when they scored 13 points. On the other hand, Kyle Sanahan's team, he's a head coach, and his teams consistently have great defenses. Consistently. And it's the priority. They prioritize it in the draft and free agency. They have great coaches from the coordinators to the linebacker coach, Johnny Holland. He was gone. He had cancer. He came back. The Niners are the best linebackers in the league. Every other team has crap linebackers that are exploited left and right. And the Niners have Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Aziz Shahir, guys who are absolute impact players both against the run in the pass. Um, their, their defense is remarkable. And it's a little bit like 20 years ago when Brian Billick was with the Ravens and he had that consistently great defense, but it's like, how much are you really doing here? But, hey, he's the head coach and it's consistent and that's why they win, that defense. Um, Okay. Um,
1: In the offseason, as far as I recall, tell me if I'm wrong, Iggy, the Niners had a big coaching turnover. A lot of coaches Mm -hmm. either were forced out or left. Mm -hmm. And... I, I know we, we talked about why and how would it affect the team. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he has a great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. even though a lot of people had to go, and you've talked about this in one of your points, he, he has great coaches across the board. And here's what I want to say. A really good head coach wants to have the best assistants and coordinators around him not only because they're good, but it's a show of confidence that he's not threatened by really good coaches. Bill Walsh had Mike, Holm- Mike Holmgren, George Seifert. I mean, I could go um, Dennis Green. He had great coaches. Bill, who was insecure in many ways, was not insecure about that. And when these people went out into the league, they were really significant coaches. So Bill had that. Kyle has now D'Amico, who's probably going to be a head coach, Sala, who's really doing surprisingly well in New Jersey. I want to give um, a contrast. When I covered Mark Jackson, who was, when he was a coach of the Warriors, um, I think people could generally say he had a very poor coaching staff. And people around the team told me that they thought it was not quite up to the level of an NBA coaching staff My reading of it was he didn't want any challenges, Mm -hmm. that he wanted to be the man and he didn't want to have
0: contradiction, arguments, other points of view. Well, there was one other guy on his staff that had some uh, pedigree, uh, Mike Malone, and he ended up – I think he's still a coach. He's been a coach for a while, and he he didn't last, right? I think he – I don't know. And Iggy, what did, uh, in front of you and me, what did um, Mark Jackson call? Mark Jackson felt Mike Malone got too much credit, and he was like, man, that that guy's my underling. Underling. I'm giving all all the credit to my underling. That's what he said. he didn't want his underlings to get too
1: much credit. Right, whereas Bill Walsh and Kyle are happy to give them credit, happy for them to get jobs. So one of the strongest things, even though there was a big turnover in coaches, Kyle gets good coaches and is not afraid of them.
0: And I respect that. I got more. Uh, okay, yeah. so what he's not so good at. Drafting high in the draft. This ah. guy has wasted so many first, second, and third round picks. Uh, I mean, I like Trey Lance, but so far he's gotten zero return on those three first round picks. He spent a first round pick on freaking Mike McGlinchy. He spent one on Ruben Foster, Solomon Thomas, on and on and on. I mean, so many wasted big investments. But then he always makes up for it with some fifth-round pick or some seventh-round pick or some undrafted free agent. It's like, oh, you, 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 you ruined Trey Lance. You, you recklessly ran him between the tackles, and your season is over, right? Now you got the, the last pick in the draft actually is really good too. <laughs> Just happens to be that way. So, uh, oh, you lost Jeff Wilson. You lost Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, Jordan Mason's freaking amazing too. So, and over and over and over again. It's like, I don't know if he's getting bailed out or he, or he's just better. The team is just better at drafting these guys. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, it's true. The back end of the draft makes up for their failure at the top end of the draft. And so next year they have no first round pick, no second round pick, only one third round pick, no fourth round pick. And I think they, they've just embraced that this is who they are. Let's just only pick after the 100th pick in the draft. They're good at it. I don't get it.
1: Okay, another is except for what we're seeing about Brock Purdy, Kyle has not really been good at coaching quarterbacks. Yep. He's not. There's nope. a lot of failures that he's had. Um, Bethard, mm-hmm. y- you can name him better than me. Uh, he, he hasn't, I mean, Nick Mullins. He just mm-hmm. ha- hasn't. Now, Purdy may be the exception. On the other hand, I do think he's good at spotting good quarterbacks. Right. He spotted Trey Lance, who, who I think is going to be very good, and he spotted Purdy, who is a different kind of quarterback from Trey Lance. So although he can't coach up quarterbacks mm. or hasn't been able to until now, he can spot them.
0: And that's why Purdy is a really good fit for Kyle because Purdy isn't a project. Purdy's pro-ready. Purdy's played right. a lot. You right. Know, I mean, he's, Purdy is is what he's going to be. He's been this for a while. He's 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 got all the game experience. Lance... Is a project for an ambitious good coach like Andy Reid. And Kyle took on the project thinking he's on that at that level. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I got another one. Um, and I'll start with uh, the good one first. He's actually good at evaluating talent. Like he spotted Brock Purdy. And then not only that, he brought him into training camp and gave him a spot on the team and cut, or they traded. I don't know, he could, they cut Nate Sudfeld, who they had given guaranteed money to. So Kyle was at practice, he watched the preseason games, and he correctly evaluated that. He also gave Jordan Mason a spot on the roster over Trey Sermon, who they spent a third-round pick on last year. So he can see it. Give him credit. The only thing is building the depth chart after that. It's like, okay, so you gave Jordan Mason a spot on your team, you realize he's good, and what does he do? Nothing. Until we... Thirteen, and then even then, he can't play until he's. You guys are up three t- scores in the second half. It seems like he's a little conservative and stodgy, kind of like the the high school football coach who's like only going to play the seniors and he won't play freshmen because it's not going to do that. But it's like you know he's good, man. So he's a little conservative and stodgy with his depth chart, but he definitely can't evaluate talent, both players I'd and like coaches.
1: To, I'd like to talk about his conservativeness a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that he's v- suspicious of rookies. And he's very conservative on the depth chart. On the other hand, in his play calling, he's very brazen. He's very –
0: he takes risks. So he has two different personalities. Yes. Yes. It's like I don't want to play you, but once you're in the game, hey, man, no, I'm not holding back. Let's (laughs) go. (laughs) Right. It's like he's at war with himself. The conservative and the liberal uh,
1: are are at war inside his head.
0: Right. And maybe that's – You know, the symptom of being Mike Shanahan's son. Maybe there's a lot of his dad's influence, a a, a coach from an older generation, how he would do it, how that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You got any more? No, that was it. That was all I got. That was all I got. That was a fun game. I liked that. I liked it. We gave him his props. Sort of. Yeah. Jose says, you think BP will do good in Seattle? It gets loud. I love this comment. Dad, do you think BP will do good in Seattle? It gets loud.
1: I think he'll do good.
0: I also think think he'll he'll do do well. Yeah. It does get loud, though. Extremely. It does. It gets very loud there. And gloomy. (laughs) Tanya says, hot take, but if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, then it alleviates the pressure off the Super Bowl window. Let's trade develop without that looming. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if they win the Super Bowl, I, I just don't see how the locker room allows a quarterback change. It'd be interesting. Brandon says, plug and play means you can plug any quarterback in and win games.
1: Oh, I got it. Okay. Now, um, if they have to plug in Josh Johnson, does that mean they'll automatically go up and win in Seattle? I I like Josh Johnson, but uh, I don't think you can plug just any quarterback in and they'll win. I think Brock Purdy will win. Are
0: are quarterbacks winning games with this team because of Kyle's offensive system or because of Kyle's defense?
1: Well, uh, certainly Purdy played beautifully. I he don't did. know if it was Kyle's system. It may have been Purdy's readiness.
0: Yes, absolutely. Purdy played beautifully. Also, yeah. the Niners' defense gave up seven points, and the Niners ran for two hundred yards. So, yep. most quarterbacks going to play beautifully. I'm not nothing against Purdy, but he's in ideal circumstances here. I yes, think this is. is why people were frustrated with Jimmy. It's like, man, this dude's in ideal circumstances, and he can't get it done, and he's getting all the credit. And it bugs he me. Got we it, don't have to talk he got it done.
1: Iggy, he got it done for uh, toward the end. He, I mean, he was on a winning streak, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. Right. But it felt like he wasn't ever going to win the Super Bowl. Maybe he would. And now I agree. Like maybe maybe, J- yeah. maybe Brock will. Right. That I
1: agree with. I, I agree yeah. with that point. I don't yeah. think Jimmy w- would win the Super Bowl. Brock, based on h- how many minutes we've seen him play, has the potential to.
0: Right. Right. Because that's the expectation with this defense in this run game and these weapons. Maxime says Kyle should have uh, stood his ground last year with the trade packages early. Got two TDs in like three, four plays. But who cares what McGlinchey and Juice think? Kyle cares. Kyle clearly cares what his uh, veterans think, for better or worse. Sam M says, Grant hated your guts for years. I think I was just insecure about the truth. You kept speaking. Now a fan, great content, Niner Empire. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. It. Uh, Drippy Dad says Is the unconscious bias On Purdy being battle tested Is there unconscious bias On Purdy being battle tested I don't know what that means
1: I'm sorry I don't know, I don't know. And could I say something About unconscious bias If it's unconscious How does anyone know it exists
0: Because it's unconscious It's true Because if a tree falls in a forest You just don't know If it's going to make a sa- In fact It would make a sound wave Right but a sound, a sound is when a sound wave hits a sound receptor. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship. It's a. That's right, relationship. I don't talk about it. it so is. is
1: sight. So is sight. It's true.
0: That's a good point. M. Niner says, Lowell, how good were the defenses when you covered the team, the championship-winning teams, to be exact? How good were those defenses with Ronnie Lott and George Seifert?
1: Oh my God, those were great defenses. Now I'm not skillful enough to go position by position and compare it to now, but those were great defenses. Fred if I remember Dean? I mean I was in a live eighty one.
0: But wasn't don't people say that the defense of that eighty one team was better than the offense of that eighty one team?
1: I'd say it was. And and yeah. it were rookies on that team.
0: Yeah, three rookies in the in the defensive backfield. Ronnie.
1: Oh boy, what a player. People, Jay says, he he hit so hard, Ronnie, people didn't want to go near his area.
0: Yeah. I don't even think you're allowed to do that anymore. Jay says Kyle can't manage situational risk which leads to injuries. He doesn't know when to not do something risky versus when the risk would be worth the reward. That's a really good point, and that's, you know, Debo's injury, running the ball at midfield up twenty-one. You didn't need to do that. That's Trey Lance's injury, running the ball between the tackles on second and long early in the game. I mean, if when when they were running Debo Samuel in the playoffs to win games, by all means. But this is different. That's a good call, Jay. They got he got in the spirit of the game. Uh, say little behind Purdy, uh, dive in not on coach. I don't know what that means
1: meaning that uh, uh, his getting hurt was because he oh. dove. Yes,
0: yeah, sir. I just think it's interesting that all the Niners quarterbacks get hurt fighting for those extra yards. Purdy aka Breeze aka Jimmy to, uh to Saints for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas hasn't played football in like 3 years. Mikey Niner says uh many years with you Lowell. appreciate you are here. <laughs> I appreciate Thanks him Mikey. being here, too. Urfen says uh Kyle's very good at having a good coaching staff. And that's good. really important. Good coaches want to work with him, and he knows how to spot him. Purdy is right. a poor man's Russell Wilson. He was the eighth-ranked quarterback coming out of a weak draft. Uh, he well, hold on.
1: He doesn't He doesn't play anything like Russell Wilson.
0: He can run around a little bit, but he's not. Russell Wilson plays, like, backyard football. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's looking at. He doesn't read defenses, as Jimmy Ward put it. Grant, do you believe the Niners signed in Tom Brady? I think it's an option. I do. Oh, that's something we haven't talked about.
1: When we were talking about if you'll bear with me for a moment. Please, yeah. Um, We were talking about, you know, should there be a competition next season between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? Well, what about Brady? What if Brady says, I want to come to the Niners? So do you mind if we go over this scenario a little? Yes. Yes. So let's say his agent, uh, uh, whenever it's kosher, after the season he's a free agent, and his agent says to John Lynch, you know, Tom Brady wants to come back to San Mateo. Mm -hmm. He wants to leave. He's a Bay Area kid. He's always wanted to play for the Niners. We're willing to sign a contract for not not an exorbitant amount of money and unlimited, one or two seasons. Iggy, if you were John Lynch and Brady's people came to you with that offer, what would you do? I'd say yes. Me too.
0: Yeah. Look, Brock Purdy's a great story, but you can't say no to Tom Brady. And, look, I, I don't think he's washed up. He, he I mean, the week before they played the Niners, he had this amazing comeback. He looked great. Oh. And then he and then what happened against the Niners, we all predicted. We said, oh, they're, both of his offensive tackles are out. The left guard retired. He's going to get his ass kicked. And he did. But I thought what was impressive about his performance against the Niners was he was under constant pressure. How many times did he get sacked at? None. Yeah. None. Very impressive a 45-year-old could pull that off. Uh, You put him on this team with that run game and this defense and these weapons. I'm thinking he could have, he could play almost as good as Brock Purdy, Dad. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, are you kidding? And then again, that's what I felt was happening after the game. The Niners aren't dumb. Tom Brady isn't dumb. They know that this is a possibility. So you had some guys lingering on the field afterward being like, hey, man, I really respect you. It's uh, great to meet you. You know, I'm Christian. I'm just saying. And, and he signed the ball for Dre Greenlaw. He even, I read he
1: even said, I'm off in a bad sport, but he he came over so nice and I signed the ball for him. He's not stupid. He want, He's trying to make allies on the team. Absolutely.
0: If, so, if this yeah. were some other team, he might have said, Dre, go go screw yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the linebacker for the 49ers? Yeah, I'll sign that for you. And why not you put in a good word with Zed York too? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, again, uh, look, we love the, the uh, Brock Purdy story.
1: Now, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, does it change the equation? We'd have to revisit it, okay? But as things stand right now, if Tom Brady wants to come to the team, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, and just Brock Purdy beating Tom Brady head-to-head doesn't end that. I mean, if you put Brock Purdy on Tampa and Tom Brady on the 49ers in that game, it would have been 35-7 to for the 49ers. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see what happens. And you know what, Brock Purdy— as as great as he is, I mean, he's he's Joe Montana plus. He hasn't won the Super Bowl yet, so let's see what happens. He hasn't beaten Seattle yet, yet. and I'm t- again. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times my dad and I went to Seattle, feeling like the Niners are going to crush this team, just to be extremely surprised that they didn't. I mean, I remember one time in 2012, they had just. Beaten New England in New England. And the next week, they went to Seattle and we were getting dinner at the Metropolitan Grill. We were sitting at the bar and the the, the bartender came over to us and said, why are you in town? He said, we're sports riders, We're here for work. He said, oh, you won the game. And, and like, yeah, I, I, he said, "Yeah." I think the, the Seahawks are going to win. And we laughed in his face, Dad. We went, they they said, oh, you don't think the Seahawks are going to win? He said, oh, the Niners are going to murder the Seahawks. He said, oh, oh. And he kind of just walked away. And they, The Seahawks murdered the 49ers. Murdered them. But, I mean, they were a better team back then. But uh, that's happened a few times Yeah, we've gone up there. So, just saying. It's gloomy. B. White says, do we activate Trey if Purdy oblique gets worse? Well, look. Ryan Hensley knows a guy. Has a source who says Trey Lance's recovery is actually going quite well. And that there's a 50-50 chance that he could come back this year. So, seems like if Brock Purdy's healthy, they won't go down that road. But if things get desperate... I don't know. That's what Ryan said. Wow. Brandon says the best part about the situation is with Brock and Trey. The cap hit is less than $10 million per season. Brock makes 950 a season. The team will be loaded. Yes, I've been talking about this in the past, too. You don't need to spend $45 million a year on a quarterback. Look, this, the, the, the Arizona Cardinals did that with uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, the Denver Broncos did that with Russell Wilson. They're regretting that. The Niners don't have to get all pro-level quarterback play because they're not spending that much on their position. They're spending on everything else, and those guys make the quarterback better. Yep. How would Brock feel if he won the bowl and then got benched for Lance next year? By the way, I like Trey. How would he feel? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a business. Do f- yeah, do feelings uh, matter? He would. He has no leverage. He's in a contract. Feelings. He signed a contract. Feelings. How does Lance feel? Who cares? So what do we ask? Psycho uncensored says, "Tuned in late. Do you buy? Did you buy your dad the bottle of wine already? My we wife did and I the love wine. Your pops. We did, thank you. We did the wine? We did the wine. You can, you can, you can It's the first thing we talk it's about. The first can we thing. Afford, can we afford Bosa plus the goat? I'm sure. they figured it out. I'm sure they could figure it out. I'm sure they could figure, sure figure it out. Who's the that's goat? one? That's what they call Tom Brady. You have to call him the goat if you want to. If you want him to like you. Okay <laughs> Yeah, it's the, You're going to hear that A lot from the Niners Since they're recruiting him California Bears says If I was trad Would want out of SF He's never going to get A chance with this team Again His feelings He signed a contract I, He could want out But he has no leverage And he's not worth that much It's a tough spot for him Football's a rough league Yeah and it's a sorry. business You signed the contract Sorry That's the show Thanks for watching Dad I thought you did I A had- good job today <laughs> I think you did A very good job I had fun today Thanks I love you. I love you, kid.
1: I'll call you in a minute. Sounds good.